Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack. I'm sitting here, as always, with King George, also known as Chris. That's right. I am the king. Uh, he Jack is has the king. Jack has admitted uh, that I've beaten Jack. Little tangent right here at the start. So if you've been following our... Yeah, tangent. Here we go. 30 seconds in, literally, and we're tangenting. I'm so, sure they've done it faster. Well, that might be close to their record. I'm not going to lie. We That's pretty close to trying to go for their record. Although I'm pretty sure there is an episode where it just starts off with uh, Mark singing, I will remember you. Yeah, he just starts singing. That might be their fastest one. Okay, where were we? Uh, <laughs> Tangent. That's right. Um so if you've been listening to the podcast since last season or followed me on Twitter for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of Coaster365, our good friend Bryant. He started his March Madness tournament earlier well, last week. It started really this week. And today, uh, both Lightning Rod and Time Traveler advanced, and they had to play each other on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> So um, we've Chris and I have been yelling at each other for a solid hour about why our ride is better. And guess who won? And because yeah, Chris won because honestly, his his opinions are not as hot as mine and make more sense. Um, so I will I henceforth be referring to him as King George. I am the king. Mainly right. so I can make a bunch of Hamilton references, which I know will drive him up the wall. But. <laughs> That's true. Okay, well, what do we actually have this week? Other than tangents this week, it's going to be a, a little different. We're not doing news this week since pretty much nothing happened, and we have other stuff to talk about anyway. So we're going to start off with some listener questions, and then we will do our ride of the week and have a big old trip report from... It is going to be a Texas-sized Texas. trip report. like That's a Bucky's-sized trip report. Oh, it's going to be bigger than Bucky's. It's going to be all the Bucky's in one. So I mean, It's, it's kind of hard to top that one, but we'll talk about that later true okay so but first of all first of all we have a question from we have two questions from the lovely marcus johnson host of lovely that's what we're going with for him he is lovely he's uh i can't use what i would like to call him because we are pg show so he is a work of art I mean, I could bleep it, but I don't feel like doing that type of editing. So, his first question. Do you think one or both of you will take a drink before you're 21? Well, I'll let you go first. I'll answer that with a simple statement. I've been to Europe. What do you think? I'm too much of a good boy. It's legal in Europe, baby. 
Yeah, no, I'll, I'll pass. So uh, one is the answer, Marcus. There's your confirmation. Yes. Well, one, one will take, have taken, same thing. Anyway, real talk, how did you lose to Chris with that swing at Top Golf? Okay. I'm just good at everything I do. That's it. I'm the king. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Twice. I beat you, lost you twice. You lost twice. I beat you, you one time. I beat you one time. I played golf one time, and you have experience. Yeah, I have experience aiming for a hole three hundred yards away. I have no experience, so. so anyway, so we'll get to the top golf later. But I Marcus, won't. to be quite honest, I don't know how I lost. It proves I need to go to the because you turf. curved everything. Yeah, which means I needed to go to the driving range because my slice is back. Yay! I thought I'm I got rid better. of that. I'm just better. Once you learn how to hit the ball, you'll have a slice or a hook too, and then you'll be right in the same boat with me. Maybe I just won't learn how to hit the ball. Maybe I'll just wing it and not practice ever again, and next time we go to Top Golf, I'll just win. Or maybe the next time you're in Knoxville, I'm going to make you go play actual golf with me. If you want to do that, we can do that. I don't care. Okay, I'm down. We're, hey, we're, we've already got some people interested in doing an enthusiast open, which sounds amazing to me. If, as long as we, I get to play for that coveted gold jacket, gold, not green, gold, then I'm in. Okay, sounds good to me. We could do like an enthusiast Olympics. That'd be pretty sick for like a weekend. You know, they, okay, Coaster Radio used to do um, Midway Olympics at their meetups, and I really want to do one of those if we ever have a Twisted Travelers meetup. I'm sure that'll happen someday. We just got to find a park where most of our people are from. Hey, uh, where's your home park? Let us know. Let's get interactivity. Maybe we'll have a meetup at your home park. Or, I'll just throw this out right now. Indiana Beach. We're going this year. Y'all want to join us. The drunk riders are going. We're going. I think we just take Indiana Beach over one day. John Mike already does that on his visits, so. I mean, John Mike walks in that place like he owns the dang thing, so. I mean, he probably... With the amount of money he's given that park with all of his visits, he might be a part owner. <laughs> I was going to say, he probably has like a majority ownership of the property now. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'm excited uh, to go with him, though. That's oh, going to be a good time. Oh, we're tangenting again. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Thanks for good content. Yep. All right. Our third question comes from Megan. Uh, which is Brian's fiance? Yes. Yep. Okay, I really didn't want to mess that up. She says, what's a roller that you hate or just don't like very much, but you'll still ride every visit to the park? And I read this earlier when putting the questions down or looking through the Discord, and I'm still thinking. I know, this is a really good question. Um, This is the type of, like... Marcus, I love both of your questions because I love you. End of the discussion. And I love some of the other questions that got come up too, but this one takes the cake for me this week because I have been thinking about it since it was posted on, like, oh, where is it? It was posted, like, three days ago, and I've still, I've been thinking about it, and I still really can't think of, like, one ride that I just... Just give me a second. I, I have something that I will 
I guess, put down as an answer if it comes to it. But uh, let me just think. Okay, I'm going to just start kind of spitballing some out, and then I'll settle on one. One that immediately pops to mind is Wolverine Wildcat at Michigan's Adventure. The ride is unbearable. Yeah, the un- the ride is unbearably rough. It's not really it's not an original layout. It really is I mean, okay. I'm gonna say it's not fun. It's a roller coaster, so yeah, it's probably fun to most people, but when Shivering Timbers is right next door and you have one of the best aero corkscrew models, because they again know how to maintain it and also they have one of the best LCCs because again they can maintain it. Um in that park, riding a wooden roller coaster that just kind of meanders me but i still ride it every time because there's not much at that park um okay i think i'm gonna have to settle for my answer because i don't have a really good one so there's not a whole lot of parks that i have visited multiple times so i have to pick something from one of those parks and from all those parks there is not a ride that i hate or even really don't like that i can put on this but there was one that I think is kind of good, kind of bad. That I have, I've I have written... a feeling. What? Is it Mystery Mine? It is. I Yeah, every time I go to Dollywood, I've written Mystery Mine. And, I mean, it is rough. But it does have very good redeeming factors. But it's probably the worst coaster of all of the parks outside of my home parks that I have ridden every time I visit a park. I mean, I agree with that. So it's my home park, so I don't ride it every time, mainly because it gets a long line and I don't feel like waiting for it. But I've ridden it enough. Usually it's a one and done for me. That used to be way back when I was a budding enthusiast and had no clue what like anything was or how special like anything at Dollywood was. I really liked Mr. Mine. It was like at one point in time I probably would have told you it was my favorite in the park. Um but it's just taken a turn for the worse the last couple of years. And I'm really thankful they're redoing that first outdoor section this year. Cause I think that's going to save the ride and make me want to ride it more. Cause it, the part they're redoing is the part that was awful. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I think it's going to fix it, but yeah, mystery mine is solid, but at the same time is, is it, it's pretty tough to ride. Mm-hmm. I'll throw out another one um, that I still find myself riding pretty much every visit is Hurler at Carowinds. The ride's okay. It's nothing special, nothing to write home about, but I still ride it every time because it's the only wooden roller coaster at Carowinds. Okay, only decent-sized wooden roller coaster at Carowinds. And even though Woodstock Express might be better. Well, I mean, after all, I mean, considering they tore the first half down and rebuilt it from the ground up over the offseason, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think there would be, I think Hurler would be an option, but I've only visited there once. Like, I feel like that's a ride that I would probably ride every time I went to the park. Mm-hmm. If, if I were to return to Carowinds. And Vortex fell into that category for the entirety of its lifespan. I rode it almost every visit to Kings Island, even though I didn't care for it that much. Um, oh, that, those are the big ones that come to mind. Yeah, there's not a whole lot oh, of Oh, I mean, I, I probably will never ride it again. I've only been to Hershey twice, but I did it because you need the credit. But Sidewinder. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it ain't good. 
No, okay. I hate that ride. I'm still kind of mad that I, I should have just stayed off that thing and taken your picture. Yeah, you, you should have. I, I was hoping for Flying Cobra's experience, considering the restraints. It just wasn't. But, yeah, so I think I think that's it. I mean, there's not a whole lot of options, and some of them are... They're not rides that we hate, I'd say, uh, except for Sidewinder. But, um, yeah, I think those are really the only options that we have. Yeah, none of them I really hate... They are all, okay, with the exception of Mystery Mine, if the other two went, I don't think I would shed a tear. Mystery Mine, I would, I will be upset when that ride goes because it is such a unique experience and there is nothing else like Mystery Mine in the world. Um, mm-hmm. the, there is not another Eurofighter like that. Novgorod? Which God, I'm getting them all. That's a Hansa Park. It, it has the the really fast launch, and then it goes into the vertical lift indoor section. That's yeah. the closest you're gonna get. But even then, it doesn't have the upwards barrel roll into that hang like thing, the hang loop, which is just amazing. Yeah. And also, we have like a beyond vertical twisting drop, which is just nuts if it's running good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that that's about it. Yeah. So we'll move on to our next two questions. These are both from Zach from Amusement Central. The first one says, do you think RMC will RMC their existing iBox attractions? So not broad. (laughs) I mean, so I think it is going to depend on the park and how these experiences hold up over time spoiler kind of for what we're going to get into in the second half of the episode iron rattler turns what eight this year and it's freaking nuts <laughs> and it's legit um like it was running butter smooth this past weekend like not a i could i could not feel a single bump or jolt in that track Oh, it was so good. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll rave yeah. about it more later. So, I think for now, those rides are like they don't need to be retracked. They've held up so well over the past eight years. I don't know if they're ever going to need to be retracked. Um, I could definitely, I know this is straying away from the question. I could definitely see the three remaining full toppers eventually getting iBox. Um, Lightning Rod's already proven and. I like that it's possible and again, we'll, I got to throw, we'll have to, I need to throw that on the show notes. I'm going to talk a little bit about Dollywood before we get into our big trip report, but seeing it test last week, I can tell you it's smoother without having ridden it because I could, I've watched that ride enough to tell you it's not jolting through those turns like it used to. Thank God. Um, so the iBox is going to help. I don't know. I could okay. see New Texas Giant getting it eventually since it has like the first you think generation Six rails. Spend the money for that? I said eventually. This is but again, who knows? That yeah, so that's pretty much my answer is that no, except for the possibility of a long, long, long time from now. Cause New Texas Giant is the only one I can see having any sort of layout changes if Six Flags wanted to do something for like an anniversary or something and retrack it. But or 
or just get the track up to the current standard that RMC set. I I don't think there will ever be a need to do it to the others. Mm -hmm. I mean, structural work as it ages, but no track work, I don't think. Yeah, well, even with the track... I wouldn't even see it needing to be a full retrack because the way the top or the way the topper and the iBox track was designed was that you could literally check, just pick a section, say, okay, let's do this section, drop it in. So take, for instance, the drop of Steel Vengeance. So like replace the valley at the bottom of the drop, but there's no need to do the lift or the drop because the trains are really not touching the track at that point. But where it's hitting the repeatedly, you could replace that one piece of track eventually, but. Yeah. I don't know. I could ramp. It all goes back to when the topper track and the eyebox track were created. They were created to make these things last as long as possible. And the topper track has definitely not done as well, but the eyebox track has held up extremely well. Yeah. I I think I'm just going to say no, with the only possibility being a long time from now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a need to anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Next question from Zach. Is Fiesta Texas the best Six Flags park? If not, where does it rank? And can we just rank all of our Six Flags parks? So, I need a pen and a piece of paper because I got to think. Okay, well, while you do that, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, okay, so, is Fiesta Texas the best Six Flags park? People who have listened to this podcast in season one and listened to my first Fiesta Texas trip report know that I was not a big chance. We're going to talk a little bit about my second visit in just a little bit because we went this last weekend. But it redeemed itself, and the more I thought about it, I do believe it is the best Six Flags Park I have been to. I think it takes the number one spot. So I'll go ahead and rank mine real quick since I've only been to four. Uh, at the four spot of Six Flags St. Louis, uh, nothing personal, but just ride collection isn't as good as the other three I've been to, um, and also kind of left on a sour note because, and it's not Six Flags' fault, but the weather just, American Thunder closed and I didn't get to ride it, and I was really looking forward to it. So that that park was an interesting visit. It definitely has positives, but was a little let down in the end. Um my third favorite and my second favorite could honestly probably be interchanged, but the third favorite is Six Flags over Georgia. Um, they have Cyclone. They have Goliath. They ha- Every ride at their park is just very, very good. Um, Scorcher, but probably the best stand-up. Superman was way better than I remembered last time. Their Batman clone... Don't get me and Jack started on their Batman clothing. Oh, Scream Machine has insane night rides. Uh, Blue Hawk was way better than I remembered last time and had really cool near misses. And then I haven't ridden Mindbender in like eight years. So there's that. And Daredevil Dive is really solid too. So they just have a really well-rounded, well-rounded collection of rides and fantastic atmosphere. My second favorite is going to be Over Texas, which is very similar just a well-rounded collection of rides. Also, great atmosphere. Uh, I was really impressed by New Texas Giant and their Mr. Freeze. Shockwave was good. Runaway Mountain and uh, Judge Boy Scream really surprised me. And then number one would be Fiesta Texas because Iron Rattler 
completely redeemed itself and is way better than I remembered. Wonder Woman, we could talk about Wonder Woman later. And Krypton Coaster is the best floorless. Um, and then they've also got Poltergeist, a great mine train, a really solid dark ride, and some great flats as well that we didn't get to experience. But I've experienced similar types, and I know they're fantastic. So that's probably my order. Okay. So I have been to five uh, Six Flags parks. Um, two that Chris hasn't been to. Uh, so bottom of the list, I'm going to come out slowing in because oh, this is, oh, this is, prob- this is a hot take. Uh, my least favorite Six Flags park is Six Flags Great Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. I saw that coming, actually. I forgot you'd been there. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, here's my thing with Great Adventure. Their ride collection is good, but that park is tr- have a trash layout. I think you no should offense. also preface that you didn't go for that long, and you didn't ride everything. No, I've only been to that park for like four hours. I've only ridden all, of, like, I've ridden eight of their 13 roller coasters. And I've only ridden each of them once. Um, to start, El Toro disappointed the heck out of me. So there's that for you right there. El Toro was a disappointment for me. My favorite ride at that park is Nitro, of all things. Um, okay, so Great Adventures at the bottom. The clientele didn't impress me. The workers didn't impress me. The park itself didn't Just impress me. Just an observation. Me. Just an observation. <laughs> um, I it was. I need to go back. I need to give that whole park a second chance. I need to give Toro a second chance. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan of Great Adventure. So. Hey, that was my first visit to Fiesta, Texas. So maybe you'll uh, have a better second visit. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, I'm, I don't hate the place. I would go back, and I'm planning on going back. It's just, out of all the ones I've been to, not my favorite. So, fourth place, and really from here on out, they're actually all great parks. Um, Six Flags St. Louis, I had a blast there this summer. Boss, Freeze, and American Thunder are great, uh, like, three headliners. Good supporting coasters, minus Ninja. Um I really enjoyed that nice. park. Wait, they have a boomerang. Are you not minus in that? Or did you uh, that was, I like the boomerang more than I like Ninja. Um, Actually, not a hot take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so number three is going to be Six Flags Over Georgia. Even despite some of the craziness that went on at our January visit of this year, um, I love this park. It's Goliath, Twisted Cyclone, Batman, Superman, uh, Scream Machine, phenomenal lineup of coasters extremely underrated lineup of coasters uh, sorry rollers um i forgot to correct you sorry i've been texting with sarah all day i can hear her screaming in my head right now um <laughs> so yeah extremely underrated collection of roller coasters really enjoyed six legs of georgia i'm really looking forward to getting back in a week or two when they open up um Okay, number two is Six Flags Fiesta Texas. So, so close on these top two. Iron Rattler, Krypton, Gal Gadot, Poltergeist, some great flat rides in the prettiest, one of the prettiest parks I've ever been to. Oh, I didn't even touch on that. Yes, I agree. Um, there's nothing like that Cory Wall backdrop. It's amazing. It is such a good park, but the winner is Magic Mountain. It's Magic Mountain. It you've, got X2, you've got X2, 
Ugh. X2, Colossus, Tatsu, Batman, uh, Viper, the list goes on and on and on. And most of their rides are fantastic. Even Goliath is fantastic. I love that thing. Um, and it's there's so much to do. We, you could easily spend a week there and still want more time. And I'm like one of those people... I almost think, I'm like, I always have this debate in my head, which has the better lineup, Magic Mountain or Cedar Point? And I go back and forth because out of my, if you like look at my top 25, there are two Magic Mountain coasters and there are two Cedar Point coasters. Well, okay. I haven't been to Magic Mountain, but I've thought about this as well. When you really think about it, is there a bad coaster at Magic Mountain? minus okay forgetting the kitty coasters because they have like three of them the only ride there that i didn't care for was um riddler's revenge and And then a lot of people consider that the best stand-up i found i just thought it was a little too much i just couldn't the first couple elements were fun but after that mid course, I was like, "Just get me off of this thing, okay? Just, just, just get out. It's oh, just be done." But really, everything else, Scream is forgettable, but it's not a bad oh. ride by any means. <laughs> Once again, Scream is the one coaster <laughs> that I forget exists until somebody. I mentions said it. it's forgettable. It is very forgettable. Bizarro is by far the better clone of that ride. Um, but. Magic Mountain, I think, overall has a strong... Like, all of their rides overall are better, but the argument can be made Cedar Point has, like, the three or four, like, best coasters. I I know I don't necessarily agree with Vengeance being the best, but people go on about Vengeance and Millennium and Maverick and Dragster. Like, those four are really good. But for me, being the X2 fanboy, if you said you can go to Cedar Point or you can go to Magic Mountain, I'm choosing Magic Mountain. Yeah, they both. It, it seems close. Uh, I I'm hoping to get there within the next couple of years. That's gonna be a fun day going to Magic Mountain for the first time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah. There's my rank of the Six Flags Park. Uh, that was a fun little segment, actually. We should right one. Day, okay, we should do it next week. We should do the Cedar Fair parks because that one I can. That one minus Valley Fair, I can do every single one of them. Wait. I think I can only do five, which it should Carolyn's be more Cedar, by now, but... Carowinds, Cedar Point, Kings Island... Kings um, Dominion, Worlds of Fun. Kings Dominion, Worlds of Fun, yeah. I'm going to Dorney this year, though, so... Add that yeah, one the, only, the only Cedar Fair Park I need is Valley Fair. I'm going to have to pilgrimage to it at some point in the next year or hey, two. I'll come with you, let me know. But yeah, that's our Six Flags Parks ranked, and that'll do it for listener questions. So now we can move on to Ride of the Week. Let me pull yeah, up quick, the wheel. While he's doing the wheel, quick plug for listener questions. You have a question you want us to answer. The best way to get it in front of us is to join our Discord. Link is in the description. Join us. We've got a great community going. We're talking about pictures we take. We're talking about rides. We're riding, having a great time. Marcus is constantly yelling at me over my hot takes. Zach and I are constantly just dropping like photo Good hotness questions. in the photography and art. And you get to ask your questions, interact directly with us. I check it like 
four or five times a day. Oh, I have notifications on. Yeah, you, you we type both... in there. I'm there to respond most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so join our Discord. It's a great community. We love having it. We're really enjoying what we've got so far, and that is the best way to get your questions in front of us. Yeah. Okay, I've got the wheel ready. Okay, so we're back on to uh, bad Vacoma clones. Vacoma, we love you, but we hate you. Um, so yeah, the three left is Boomerangs, uh, first generation family suspended ones, uh, like the Hanging Bangs, and then Flying Dutchman's, a.k.a. Nighthawk. We did SLCs last week. All right, I'm spinning. Spin the wheel. Nighthawk it is. Okay, so let's get the elephant out of the room right here. Firehawk wasn't that bad. Firehawk was a honker. A heck of a good time. Like, really. And then Batwing, I've heard, is solid. But Nighthawk. Nighthawk is just a shame of a ride. Yeah, uh, Nighthawk is uh, abysmal. At best. Scrap it, tear it down, build me a GCI. End of discussion. I completely agree. I mean, literally anything would be better. But yeah, so... Just in general... They are uncomfortable, not a good restraint system, and you start off laying down, right? So God, it's awful. Just not good. I've been sitting on the brake run in the sun while face up. Okay, at least Nighthawk had the shade. Like, the best part of Nighthawk was the shade over the brake run. It didn't help much, but it was better than Nighthawk, or better than Firehawks. Yeah. Um, Um, There's just nothing fun. Nothing fun about Nighthawk at all. Really. Especially the corkscrews. They're just rough and uncomfortable. Really hurt your head. It is a pretty ride. I will give Carowinds that. They take good care of its paint job. And it it looks, you know... It looks okay. It rides like... No, thank you. Yeah, so... To clarify once again, we, we did not mind Firehawk, and we both needed to ride Batwing. But if you ask either of us, Nighthawk is the worst major coaster. <laughs> there is. Yeah. There's. Uh, um, so when on my spreadsheet, I so the way my spreadsheet of coaster credits works, or roller credits works, is I have all 100, 270-something 200, ranked in order from like what I think is the my favorite to my least favorite. No matter what, Nighthawk always is at the bottom. I just continue to shove it down no matter what I, I ride. There's never been anything I thought was worse than Nighthawk. I 100% agree. So uh, if you don't get the point already, Nighthawk bad. Carowinds tear it out already, please. Please. Yeah, Carowinds is just way too top heavy, and it's mainly that ride that's pulling it down. Uh, Yeah, we both love a GCI there. Um, And we also think we will love Fly now that Vacoma has moved on to better flying coasters. Well, I mean, we have both ridden. Yeah, we've both ridden a new gen Vacoma. And Dragonflyer is one of the smoothest rides I've been on. So they know how to make track now, and they know how to make it comfortable. 
Yeah. So we just need one of the you know the big ones to show up in the states. I, I honestly wouldn't. I mean, okay, Suter Fair, don't build, give us a GCI if you gave us a um, you know, giant uh, Vacoma like thrust. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, I mean, literally anything. <laughs> I le- I was just like, there's so many different like Vacoma models. I was like, oh, which one do we go with? The uh, thrust. That one pops into my head. Yeah, give us a business clone. But yeah, um, Nighthawk bad. Anything else good? Not a fan of them. But it's not the worst clone because it did have Firehawk, Firehawk. and does and apparently. Have Batwing is not awful. Yeah, Batwing, I mean. So, yeah, that is right of the week. Oh, Flying Dutchman, we hate you. Go die in a hole. Right. So now, Jack has his Dollywood trip report, and then we'll get into it. Okay, so Dollywood trip report. If you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you saw it. If you watch Coaster Studios, you saw my face. Um, Taylor had reached out to me couple weeks ago asked if i'd go to dollywood on this behalf cover the uh, media event forum so we went up there uh, and get up there dollywood i'm gonna sound like a dollywood fanboy which i am a dollywood fanboy but i'm gonna sound like one for a minute here um do- this is if you've never been to dollywood this is the year to come if you have never been or if you, even if you've been and you've been trying to come back for a while this is the year to come there is so much happening at Dollywood this year. There's going to be ha- something happening every single week from March 13th till January 4th of 2022. This is the year to come. We have Flower and Food Festival. We have Summer uh, Fest. We have uh, Harvest Fest and Luminites and, of course, Smoky Mountain Christmas. They've got so much lined up. The food is going to be phenomenal. The entertainment is probably the best entertainment lineup Dollywood has ever had. Uh, the PR list is somewhere over there, but like huge names coming this year. Not to mention the fact that Thunderhead, Mystery Mine, Blazing Fury, and Lightning Rod are all getting track work. Thunderhead is getting another third of its track done, or another four, sorry, another fourth of its track done. They did not tell us which fourth, but I I can almost 100% tell you what part of the ride it is based off what we were able to see. Because um, we know they've done from the drop through that first overbank turn, and then we know they've done the last fourth of the ride. And from where we parked, we could see the um, turn under the lift hill and into the station fly-through, which is what they would call the second fourth, and they not touched any of that, so I'm assuming it is from the fly-through to where they uh, did track work last year. I'm assuming that is the part of the ride they retracked this season because that's the part of the ride we can't see, and the part of the ride we could see had no visible work done to it. So that's my guess. That is a guess. It's a very educated guess, but it's a guess. Mystery Mine is getting a um, extension to its layout. That's what we'll call it. Um, if you're familiar with Mystery Mine, you know you go you go up the first vertical lift and through that outdoor section onto the trestle. Um, the drop, everything from the drop through the first mid-course has been cut out. It is in the preferred parking lot ready to be scrapped or done something with. 
they're making the drop a little steeper and longer, and they're going to be extending that like horseshoe turn. We don't really know what it's going to do, but it's going to be bigger. And I quote Pete Evans when I or Pete Evans, Pete Owens when I say this, the ride is probably going to be five to seven seconds longer as a result of the track work they're doing. That's solid. Uh, so yes. Go ahead and start debating is Mystery of Mine a new credit. I can't wait to see y'all watch it. Jack just likes to see you fight. He obviously I really is it really is funny. I I know I've told you, Chris, but when I was talking to Pete Owens about all of this and what was happening, I said Y'all have already like created a giant rift in the community whether or not Lightning Rod is a new credit, and you're just changing the track type. Wait till they find out you're changing Mystery Mind's layout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then Blazing Fury RMC is doing some more track work on it to keep that classic running. Great. I love that ride. And of course, the thing you all want to know about Lightning Rod. It's amazing. I got to see it run myself. I was literally in the station five feet from the train with the air gates open at one point. I could have just walked in and sat down if I wanted. Um, It is fantastic. It was so cool to see it running uh, and hear that new RMC roar it has, which is just weird. It used to just make like a clicking noise. Now it's like a whoosh as it goes by you. so cool to see it running. The Zero Car, this is something I don't know many people have picked up on, is new. It is a new Zero Car, but it looks almost identical to the ones they were running last year. Um, but they are new Zero Cars. Um, the trains all got like a heavy cleaning. Um, it's awesome. And yeah, it should be open. It should be open for pass holder and opening day. It had been testing for a day and a half when we saw it, and from what I was told, it did not throw a single fault on that uh, first full day of testing, which is a miracle for Lightning Rod. Um, so Lightning Rod is gearing up. It is getting ready for its 2021 debut as Lightning Rod 6.0, as I've been referring to it. Um, yeah, Lightning Rod's great. Other quick little park things. Uh blacksmith shop has been torn down and moved to a new location make your own knife is coming this year new seating areas for um hickory house and uh tater shack are coming and like i said biggest show and music lineup in park history so we'll cap it off one more time if you've never been to dollywood or you've been wanting to come back 2021 is the year there is my dollywood fanboy pitch there you go I mean, you already know I'm trying to come. It's going to be a good year. You got a lot coming. It is a really good year, and I may or may not have teased a new coaster, but I'm saving that story for another time. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to what you're all here for. Twisted Travis, Tonk, Texas. Let's do it. Did you just, like, you just, like, ran right through that? No, you got to you gotta say that like a Texan. What, Twisted Travis, I want take you, Texas? Yes, I want your best southern accent. Saying that. Twisted Travelers take Texas. Oh, that was pretty good. Do it one more time. I got. I want to feel it. Twisted Travelers take Texas. Ah, there we go. The Twisted Travelers take Texas. And go to Matthew Bucky's. 
So, well, uh, shall we talk about our uh, replacement for El Stumble since Texas froze? Yeah, guess what? Guess what? We got to ride, gal. <laughs> and, okay, so let's uh, say right up front, not getting to see the drunk riders and John Mike and everyone. Yeah, I'm sad. I miss all of you. I wish we had gotten to see you, but I also know the fact that we got to go to Fiesta, Texas is awesome. Still miss you guys. Still love you guys. We'll see you soon. That's right. Okay, with that out of the way, we got the right gal. We got the right gal. <laughs> okay, what should we start with uh, the parks, or should we start with the festivities before and after and in between the parks? I think we should just run through it in order. Okay. Um, so you start because you got there first. I flew into Orlando and then waited for Jack. You flew into Orlando and I waited for I flew into me. San Antonio and waited for Jack. And that was what yes. I did. So uh, my dad and I flew out of Knoxville, headed to Dallas, Dallas to San Antonio, left our terminal, met up with Chris, and what was the first thing we do? Jack just led them on a wild goose chase to find the rental car because they just followed me blindly. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He went to the wrong floor of the uh, garage for the rental car stuff. On purpose. Did you really? Yes. Why? Because y'all were just following me blindly. I wanted to see how long it would take you to okay. realize Anyways, it. We went up the wrong one. Then we went down a floor. Then we got the rental car. You want to tell them and what then, the rental car was? I, so, yes. My dad, with his company, we were in the presidential circle. So we walked past, and there's a Ford Mustang, the, fifth, uh, the 55th anniversary edition, in white sitting there. I said, I want that one. And it that looks fast. <laughs> so we got a Ford Mustang. Okay. We did, someone had to cram in the back, back seat every time, but like driving around in that car was too much fun. The back seat so it wasn't even bad. No, really, the worst part about the back seat was having to get. It wasn't even getting in. It was the getting out because you had to, like, pull yourself out of that car. Yeah. Um, but that engine was glorious. Oh, that, it cut right through you. It was some fun. I mean, I know every time we sped up, it put a little smile <laughs> on my face. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting up there. I was like, uh, I was, I was slightly upset that I was not, like, old enough to drive it since it was a rental car. Um, yeah. Now, where so, did we take this rental car? So, well, first we went to the hotel and we <laughs> dropped our stuff at the hotel. And then we did what any self respecting roller coaster enthusiast would do we went to In and Out. <laughs> okay, there's a couple of things I'm going to say. First off, I thought Whataburger was better than In and Out last time in Texas. I have changed my opinion. I got two double-doubles. Second thing, for anybody who wants to uh, know that Jack is even more of a weirdo, he gets his burgers with just meat and bun. So, Marcus, everybody who's listening to this that I know will make fun of him for this, just go in. He deserves it for this one. I hate you. I, you need to not be so weird. <laughs> like, I've, what is that? Okay, I'll make you a deal. Eat your steak rare. And then I will eat a burger with cheese on it. Okay. You want to bring up this now? Let's make you sound like even more of a weirdo. Jack told me oh, he no, likes this is gonna make... with literal blood dripping on his plate. That is how Americans eat food. You, If your steak does not have red in the middle of it, it is not You said right. literal blood dripping on your plate. And then it definitely was tonight at Calhoun's. You disgust me. Mm-hmm. 
I love you too. Um, so we went to In and Out. They're gonna rip into you for not liking like a bloody steak. That's. I eat steak, but I don't want blood dripping on my plate. Oh, it's so good! All the flavor. Mm. Okay, we got In and Out. It was really good. It was when we went to In and Out. Was really good. We're jumping down each other's throats because I mean we're literally just bickering at this point, which is you know that's the entire point of this podcast. But okay. um. <laughs> Then we went to so, Bucky's, and it was the yes, largest then we, Bucky's in their whole corporation. But let's not even let's mention the fact that we drove forty minutes for a Bucky's. That was worth it. It had it was gas so pumps. worth it. Eighty gas pumps. The thing was bigger than like every gas station in Knoxville combined. Um, and I got a T-shirt because when in when at Bucky's, I was like, I need a T-shirt for this. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> Uh, it was massive. I kid you not. I went, I went to, so I literally like purposely held myself from going to the restroom at In-N-Out because I wanted to use a restroom at Bucky's. I went to that bathroom. There were like a hundred stalls. I kid you not. Okay. Yeah, we went to Bucky's. That was pretty cool. Then we did, uh, then we did the fun stuff. Yeah, well, that night... I have to say, you watched a movie. <laughs> well, what? If you put it on, it's there. I can't escape it. I mean, yeah, but you said you kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a decent one. Which, like, that makes me very happy, because I don't know if I if I have told you this, I'm sorry for saying it again, but I'm telling it for them. That's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. I hate so. movies, I just don't watch them. But still, the fact that you enjoyed that one makes me happy because it's one of my favorites. Anyway, oh, yeah. it was for it was Ford v Ferrari. I love that movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you have seen it, go watch it again because it's that good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> On to the fun <laughs> Then we went to SeaWorld. Jack is an idiot and left his camera battery at the charger. So there will be no pictures from SeaWorld for now. I so, I'm, I'm sorry, people. You're 0 for 2 at SeaWorld Parks. I'm aware. Trust me, that mind crossed. That thought crossed my mind. I was like, maybe I'm just cursed. Maybe, but yeah, we went to SeaWorld. So first thing we did was you guys went and got your kitty credit. We got that kitty credit. There's a great picture of me on that kitty credit. What taken by me or no? Yeah. Yeah, I did a great picture, everybody. But yeah, we. Uh... I mean, you take good pictures. We can. That's a story for another time. We'll talk. We'll tell that story one time. So, yeah, they got kitty credit. Um, it was Grover, you know, that, that was about it. Then we watched stuff test until the rest of the park opened. And then we went and watched some t- stuff test for a little bit before the back half of the park opened. And then when it did open, we went over to Steel Eel first. Now, I have said my opinion on Steel Eel, so let's, uh, let's hear your opinion first. Okay, Steel Eel is fantastic. Um, it is easily the best um, true Morgan, using the word true Morgan there for a second, um, because fandoms exist. Um, so, the drop is fantastic, and the double hill that I will henceforth be referring to as the Dahlia element is straight up murderous. Um, so, the Dahlia element. Yeah, if you get that joke, you get that joke. Um, 
so that was all really good. Chris had definitely kind of hyped that first half up, half up for me, and it lived up to the expectations. Thank God, because it, it was not as good as I remembered. Um, Then we dropped off the mid-course, did the turn, went through that first hill, got some floater on it. And Chris had warned me, it's like, okay, the second half is really not strong at all. And then we hit those triangle hills, and I was like, not strong at all. What is my back doing? It's compressing because of how strong the airtime is. So the back half floored my expectations. It was a really solid ride. I really liked it. Yeah, so I hyped up the first half for Jack, and I'm glad that he's saying that it lived up to expectations. Because when we first hit the kink and the drop, I was like, uh-oh. Uh, this is going to end up disappointing him, isn't it? Because it was not the same as I remembered the first half. It, now, the second Camelback was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, And then the second half, I said, yeah, it's weak. But that was way better than I remembered. So the ride overall probably improved for me and was even better than I remembered because of the second half. But the first half was not as good. But still just, Steelio is so good. <laughs> I love that ride. Yeah, it's a really solid ride. Um, back row recommended for sure. Hmm, yeah. Excuse me. Um, so from there, we went over to Wave Breaker. Wave Breaker's fun. It is the equivalent of a Fire Chaser ride, but I, I liked it a lot. It. It kind of underwhelmed me, but it's a, I mean, I know it's a family coaster, but I was kind of hoping for a little more, I think. I mean, yeah, it's a family coaster, so I, I wouldn't have expected much in the first place. It was about the same that I remembered, you know, a little bit of laterals, not much airtime, good location, but yeah, it, it's a family coaster that doesn't do a whole lot, just like Cobra's Curse and Fire Chaser. Pretty much. They have a couple things that they do well, and everything else is just kind of meh. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I think my big thing was I think it could use more theming, and I know it's over the water and everything, but I, I, I'm spoiled with Fire Chaser, which is fairly well-themed through the entire ride. And that one, you had like the launch show, which was kind of okay, but I really didn't understand what was happening. Um, you were assigned a turtle rescue mission. Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah, did you not hear it? No, I, it was so loud, I could not understand it. Oh, well, yeah. They assigned you a rescue mission. Oh, okay. That explains the name. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm dumb. Solid. It's it fun. Okay, we've spent too much time talking about it. Great White, it's a Batman semi-clone. It's it's good. It's not next. over gorgeous. Yeah, next. Oh, boy. Texas Stingray, baby. Okay, let's initial reactions, and then we'll talk about what happens next. Initial reactions. That's pretty good, but not as good as Thunderhead. It's a little disappointed. Yeah, little that disappointed. was... Yeah, first ride we had on it. I was like, that was good. I think the way I put it, it felt like a B&M of GCIs. It was like, it did everything good. It's not great. Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. But then... And then <laughs> we rode it a little later in the day. And when I say rode it later in the day, I mean we marathoned it later in the day. 
Oh, that thing warmed up. It yeah, warmed it felt, up. It felt like a real GCI. We rode it, I think, eight times total on the day. Or at least I did. Uh, you had nine. You got eight. I got nine. Yeah, and it it was starting to pop. Um, You were getting Those... airtime. You were getting laterals. You were getting thrown around. It felt a lot more wild, and it definitely felt more like Mystic Timbers than it did <laughs> like Invader. Yeah. Um, the drop in the back was nuts. Those first few, okay. The, so the drop in the back was nuts. The first overbank, the second overbank in that kind of like twisting hill thing, I thought were all stronger in the, like the first three big elements, I thought were all stronger in the front. Everything yeah. else, this is a back row ride. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was like, it's and the other thing, like, unlike a lot of GCIs, it just keeps coming too. Like, it felt like the perfect length. Um, yeah, the ride is fantastic. It's butter smooth. Um, oh, just so much to that's love a, about that, that ride. Little part of the ride that's like away from the rest of it, where it goes into like just a little helix with a couple of like bunny hills in it. Yeah, that's and there's so that. There's that one hill that's like banked. It feels at like 70 degrees and you get airtime. And if you're in that inside seat, you're going to do whoever's next to you. Like there's no preventing it. Oh like, yeah. We were, we were pushing into each other. And yeah. We were later in the day rides. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I keep body slamming you, but you know, I can't, I can't help it. it. The ride's the making me. Do, right. Oh yeah. But yeah. Stingray went from good. Yeah. To great. Whoa. <laughs> Real fast. It was like Real not fast. that long to where it changed. It was like an hour. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to our boy James Larson for saving our butts with Stingray. Um, so when we were originally going to El Stumble with the Drunk Riders, uh, James was like, hey, they're giving like really cheap fast passes out to pass holders right now. Do you want me to buy like 15 of them for everyone? And so I immediately was like, yeah, get me three from myself, dad, and Chris. And uh, so we had fast passes. They were like $7.50. I still need to PayPal him. Um, James, if you're listening, I'll send you money at some point this week. I promise. I already (laughs) Um, gave him cash to send to you. So, Yes, I spent that cash today, but you gave me the money. Uh. But yeah, thank you, James, because no, nothing had a line except for Stingray. But yeah, we were able to just walk in front of everybody and hop right on every time. Yeah, it had like a 45-minute wait, if I had to guess, and we just kept lapping it. Mm-hmm. It so was great. You. Yeah, so thank you, James. That made that part of the day much more enjoyable. So around 4 o'clock, um, we had just kind of, we'd ridden everything, really. We wanted to ride multiple times. Um, and... We pretty much kind of came, we were trying to figure out how we were going to do ZDTs, and we were like, do we want to drive over there today, or do we want to do it tomorrow, and I think we just kind of settled on, like, well, let's just go to Six Flags tonight and get some rides in there, and then we'll just go to ZDTs at some point tomorrow, and we'll get about the same time at Fiesta Texas no matter what. Now, looking back, we made the right decision because of what we're going to get to in just a minute. Um, So we get over to Fiesta. It's busy. Like, so much okay. busier. Hold on. It was busy, but it was also but... deceptive because they were having some animatronic dinosaur drive through Oh, that's right. In yep. the parking lot. And I swear, this thing probably had 
it, it was completely full. It was probably a 30 plus minute wait to get your car into the animatronic dinosaur thing. Which really didn't look that impressive, but I mean, I guess if you're a five, you know where Dinos Alive went. Yes, but even then, like their parking lot, they were definitely busier than SeaWorld. So we got there. We immediately went towards our girl, our gal, our gal Godot, just so I could rub it in Mike's face. Um, And we got that coveted picture of uh, me holding my creation, the Gal Godot membership the Mike's Jersey Mike's elite membership card in front of gals drop and sent that to them. And they've been very mad. It was hilarious. Marcus, I'm happy your membership card at least got his 400th credit. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Marcus that. Ow. Boom. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Gal Godot. I still really like Gal. I it is not the best roller coaster in the world. It's not the best coaster at that park. It is still a really fun ride and I have to ride it every time I go. I agree. Every time I go, I will ride it. It is good. However, it might be the most overrated coaster uh that I have ridden. I think I might say that. Yeah, it is incredibly uncomfortable. It has very good airtime. However, I don't think the airtime is any better than a ride like Lightning Runs, especially when you're getting jammed into the straps the whole time and it's shuffling everywhere and it's just it's just a lot at once. It's a lot of getting jammed into different parts of the restraints while getting thrown up and whipped to the side and a ton of positives all at one time. It's a lot to take in. Uh, and it's uncomfortable while taking that in. So it's hard for me to say it's elite. I don't think it's elite. I understand it is good, that. It is not elite. I'm usually not one for like an insane coaster experience, but there's something so fun to me about getting on one of the Raptors and knowing that for the next 45 seconds, I am at the mercy of Alan Shilke and whatever crack cocaine he was on when he designed it. Because once you get off the top of that lift hill, you're, like, completely out of control. There is really not much you can do to brace yourself for what is about to happen. And that just relentless feeling is something that very few rollers give me anymore. And part of the reason I love the Raptors so much. Yeah, I I can understand people who completely love it, too. But I just, I, I really have a hard time enjoying some parts of that ride. Just because of how much it is. I mean, I rode it. I did ride it three times in a row on one day because it was a walk-on. And I was like, hey, it's not going to be a walk-on the rest of the day. Even though I'm not the biggest fan, I'm going to ride it now. Uh, So I got a good feel for it. And towards the end, I kind of learned how to ride it. It made me enjoy it a little more, which was just grabbing the straps and pulling them as far as I can away from the neck while riding. Um. So it's a good ride, but it is not elite. That's my gal review. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I'm in. Okay, I'm gonna say this now, and you're probably gonna hate me for saying this. If this ride is a lot for you, X2 is gonna blow your mind because X2 is just as nuts as the Raptors. It, it it's not as much that as it is the restraint system with it, which X2s is just like. X2 X- is less laterals, isn't it? Uh, sure. I can deal with, with whip. Um, 
they're definitely our lateral. I don't think too. I'm going to have as much of an issue as X2 because Wonder Woman There's is also just places these shoulder on X2 straps where that are pulling down on you. You feel like you're going to die. Like that final Raven turn, if you have any room, like I was not touching anything. I felt like I could have died in that moment. It was so crazy. We'll see. I don't think I'm going to have as much of an issue though because Wonder Woman, it's just those straps and also straddling. It's just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird. I will say this. I still prefer Railblazer. It is, it I think is a little smoother, and it is sl- okay. I will agree with Chris. There, Wonder Woman is a lot. Railblazer is slightly less, which makes it just a tad bit more enjoyable because it doesn't just beat you to death the whole way through. I love that about Wonder Woman, but Railblazer, you get to take it in for a bit longer, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. After also that, also rock work. That's true as well. But after uh, that, we went to Superman. Yep. Walked right on, pretty much. Back row ride. Very good. Yep. Uh, second to back, wasn't it? Yeah. Not that it second to back. Much, but... um, it was very intense. Great interaction with the quarry. Definitely the best flawless. And there's a lot of whip coming off of the break mm-hmm. run or the mid course. Yeah. A little uh, more chattery really than I remember it, but I still agree. fantastic. Um, no, like. I've ridden, yeah, I think I've ridden every floorless in the U.S. now. No, not every. Which Wait. one am I missing? Medusa. Medusa and uh, Firebird are the two I'm missing. Yeah. I've ridden every other floorless in the U.S. It's the best one. Hydra's got, Hydra rattles way too much. Kraken's boring and uninspiring. Scream and Bizarre are just okay. I yes, I, sn- I, I guess I definitely just like full on just like torched Kraken. Kraken's um, boring and unexpiring. It just has a layout that goes underwater at the end and also is lakeside and has your typical B&M elements just like Superman does except Superman is on top of a wall. And it's the same give thing. me a headache. Right, it's not my fault you're weak. I am not weak. If Kraken gave you a headache. Well, I'm sorry. Headbanging is a thing. Put your head forward, and it doesn't even rattle much. Tell that to the Cobra roll. Yeah, as someone who can go ride it every week and be fine. Whatever. Especially considering you're like, Oh no, I'm not riding that rough. I have lightning rod. I feel like this day is just turning into a roast of Jack Lathrop. I mean, I've got I've got points. And you know it. I mean, I really, I want you do keep doing this impression of me. I'm enjoying it. Huh. So Mr. Remind doesn't bother me that much, but cracking in me head there. Candlemonium sucks. It's way better than Diamond Bag, but I don't like it. That is not what I sound like. That's what your usual Cedar Point Kings Island fanboy sounds like. Oh, did you did not just go there, did you? I mean, Kings Island maybe a little bit. Considering uh, you think Diamondback is the second best hyper, we can already go there. It has a splashdown. It's good. It's a splashdown that I can't even see while I'm on the ride. It literally had no effect on it. My dad is going to hunt you down. Okay, fine. He knows my opinion. 
Anyway, from there we went over to Rattler. Yeah, Rattler is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got so okay. No, 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 no. Yep. First. So through the whole line, I had to deal with pessimistic Chris because the last time he was there, he didn't have a good experience, and so the whole line, he was like. I had a reason to be pessimistic. I told no, 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 no. You got to mock me. I get to mock you. Okay, we're going back room. Going up the lip. Drop. Oh my gosh! There we go. Okay, he wants to talk about pessimistic Chris. I had reason to be pessimistic considering the officers of that ride were bad last time I was there, and they were taking forever when we first entered the line. Turns out that was because of a sanitation run. Guess what? We got to the top of the platform. I realized it was sanitation. What did I say to Jack? Their ops are actually fixed. The, the ops have fixed themselves man, and are actually man. doing a lot better. We should get back in line after this. That's almost word for word what I said, and I was right. I had reason to be pessimistic, but guess what? When I realized they fixed it, I changed my attitude. Yes, and then you wrote it, and then you really changed your attitude. I know, because the whole time we waited through for the second go-round, you talked your head off. Like, that was the, like, like chattiest. I was making fun of RMC fanboys the whole time. Oh, the whole time. Every, Every single ramp, every single ride you can think of, he RMC. Oh, my. But anyway, yeah. Rattler is insane. That thing is in my top ten. I mean, it's up there. Back row is awesome. We got second to last ride of the night in second to back. It was amazing. It was a night ride. And then we get back to the station, and there's only like four people queued, and we already had empty rows. So they said we could just stay on the train for last ride of the night. So we so got we back jumped into the back row. Yeah, because everybody had already gotten up, so we stole back. And my goodness. That ride is amazing. Mm-hmm. So we we knew walking into Texas, like the chances of us getting a night ride were pretty much non-existent because of the way we had our schedule originally planned out. But making that decision to go to Fiesta, Texas on Saturday night, we got that chance for two night rides on Rattler. Rattler is one of the best night rides in the world that drop off the core. The main drop is insane. The drop off the Cory Wall into that tunnel is nuts. And I don't know what happened to this ride, but when I rode it in 2018 for the first time, it was good, but it felt very weak. Like you got up onto the top of the quarry wall and it really just kind of felt like a pre-lift meandery section. That was not the case. It, it was, was hauling through was those elements stained. and just popping you out. And you had that perfect, just like little floaty moment. And then you just, those two big drops just try to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, it oh, it, it really did take it up a notch. Um, I I loved it. It was so good. I think we got. I got nine. Rides. You got eight on the weekend, and my dad and I got nine because we did that one more at the end. But yeah, so Rattler was insane. Um, and then the next day, I guess we can just go ahead and jump to that. We went to Fiesta again. We did more Gal, more Wonder Woman. Art, more gal, more Superman, and more Rattler. Uh, me and your dad rode the mine train, which was good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I snuck off and got a back row ride on Rattler without yes. telling them. Um, 
And the one other thing that I think we need oh, to we gotta talk about, about the, the pirate the ride. Yeah, the dark ride. Okay, yeah. this was thing was. I remember when they were they teased this and they were doing it. What is it called? Because I've just been referring it to the pir- pirate. I've been referring to it. Is that what it's called? I think so. I'm gonna get on their website real quick to check. I've just been referring to it as that pirate shooting dark ride that I'm too lazy to remember the name of. Which is, you know, probably yeah, a longer... Yeah, it is Pirates of the Deep Sea. Okay, Pirates of the Deep Sea, which is over in the boardwalk. This thing, I had no expectations. I didn't even know if it was just a dark ride, if it was a shooter or anything. Wow. Hats off to you, Fiesta me. Texas. Hats off to you. The themed queue was fantastic. Like, really good themed queue. Um... And then it was a Sally shooter dark ride, and I can get behind a good shooter dark ride, especially when I win. Yeah, um, my gun was broken, so that's my excuse, which it actually was. Yeah, his gun was actually broken, so. I was not expecting a themed queue, which was awesome. The ride itself had good theming. Six Flags, it's not hard. Just put one of these in each of your parks. We will be very, very happy. It was a million times better than the Justice League's. Yeah, I completely I'd, agree. I'd take I'd take a classic Sally shooter over a Justice League any day. Like, I okay, agree. or a monster. Kind of, Mansion. Okay, or monster. Oh, I love Monster Mansion. Okay, quick back to Megan's question. I know it was about roller coasters, dark ride, guilty pleasures, boo blasters every single Heck time. Yeah. Yes, I am. I mean, a I don't even know if that's sucker. If you go to a theme park and don't do boo blasters, if the park has it, what is wrong with you? But exactly. Yeah. Boo Blasters is so good. King's Island is the best. They have the best Boo Blasters because of the three across seating. Mainly because you don't have to shoot over someone's head. But they're all great. Yeah. So th- that was pretty much it from Fiesta, Texas. Um, also yeah. Say, we... Chicken tenders were way better than SeaWorld's. Yes, um, because the SeaWorld's chicken tenders were more breading than meat. Um, Fiesta, Texas is actually had like meat on them which was great mm-hmm. um so then we pretty much we had so many rides on iron rattler at that point and uh gal and done everything we really wanted to and we kind of wanted to get the zdt so we're like okay let's call it here at uh, fiesta and we drive down to or drive over the zdt's which and like making that decision to do it was kind of like uh, do we want to leave do we really want to it was worth it. So I say it right now, if you've got to make the choice between an extra hour or two at Fiesta or ZDTs, go to ZDTs. Um, yeah, I agree. Switchback is weird. That's the first word that pops to my head. It's fun, but very weird. Um, I, I keep going back to something you told me after you first wrote it in 2019 which was going like just going through those bank turns backwards is one of the weirdest things you'll ever feel. Oh, I love um, when you go over that big 180 degree overbank and you just watch it. And like all of a sudden you can see the whole thing. You can see yep. where you just were in the turn. It, it's just weird. It's, it's so weird. Parks that, everyone's like there's we don't have room for a good like thrill coaster or we don't have room for like just a fun ride yes you do this thing fits like 
in a tiny footprint and is like more enjoyable than like 200 other roller coasters I've been on, which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, since the last time I was there, it has developed a little bit more shakiness. It is, does rattle a little bit more. Um, front row has some great sustained airtime moments, and you get higher up on the spike. Back row, you get whipped down the drop. I think I prefer front a little bit, but it's just really weird but cool ride that is mm-hmm. 100% enjoyable. And there's, yeah, there's no excuse for a park to not <laughs> get a good thrill coaster besides cost after this thing. And Dorney, we'll see you soon. Yeah, so Switchback's great. Uh, Their go-karts, once we figured out they had a boost button, those are fun. I won. Yes, he did. count your dad's whatever. Dad, don't listen to him. It's that he won. Um, Then y'all were in the arcade. Yes, then my dad and I went to the arcade. I floored him in air hockey. I floored him in Guitar Hero. Mm, That felt good, because I used to never be able to beat him. Um... And that was pretty and much it. Th- that was that from ZDTs. Then we drove back pretty much all the way back to Fiesta, even though par- oh, the park was closed, because we had a reservation at oh, Top Golf. That's right. So uh, if yeah. you okay, I'm assuming most of you know what Top Golf is. If you don't, Top Golf is basically the equivalent of a driving range. But it's a game. So each of your the you go into like a driving range bay, uh, and you have like a couch and a table, and they serve you drinks, and you can order food. But you each of the balls you get has a like micro trip that they can track in it, and you're aimed towards targets. You hit the target, you get points. The closer to the center of the target you get, the more points you get. The farther you hit it to the farther out targets, the more points you get. If you hit the back net, you get all the points pretty much. That's Top Golf dumbed down in a nutshell. I love them. I've played at San Antonio's and Charlotte's, both on roller coaster trips. Um, but I make it a priority if I'm in the town that has one and I have time, go to Top Golf. Yeah. Um, we already argued about it a little bit earlier, but I have golfed one time, one time in my life, and I won yes, two I remember. out of our three games. So. For the golfers, you know what a slice and a hook are. For the non-golfers, that's basically when the when you hit a golf ball, it's supposed to go where your it you it goes straight relative to how your body is. If you have a slice or a hook, that means the ball is going to go slices to the right, hook is to the left. I have always had a nasty slice. Um, I can rein it in, but a lot of it is club dependent. Like I know it sounds stupid to blame the equipment, but I got, I get so used to using my driver. So I switched to another one. It's like, Oh, I got to figure out how to make this thing not slice. So I just kept hitting the right net or I was just pounding them all the way out. And there is a point where you don't get points. (laughs) Right. So I, I just kind of, I was Literally, I wasn't trying to purposely just get points the whole time, but it was kind of ending up that way. I was really just trying to, like, figure out how to swing better and put some more power under it, but I just, I kept hitting. (laughs) It was working out. So, yeah, yeah, I just got more consistent points than you and your dad, and 
That's how it went. Yeah. So Chris, I mean, I'm gonna like sound like a bragging person. You were like, you figured it out really fast, and you just had that swing down, and you just kept hitting that green target. Like, it worked for you, and so yeah, I'll take it. And I'll okay. I will say this: it's like slightly terrifying playing at Top Golf because you're in that building with the club and it's like oh what if this slips and flies out and i even hate putting he's like i can hit the ball harder and farther but i don't like doing it at top golf because i'm like if i let go of the club when i'm at a course it's not going to hit anything because there's nothing in front of me except a pit like a field of grass here it could go into the bay next door into the roof or yeah so three random things about top golf is it first off we did see somebody lose control of their club when they hit, and it went flying out onto the... Did they lose control? Did that kid just full-on chuck that thing? He he hit the ball at the same time as letting it go, so I think okay. he just lost control. That was one thing. The second thing, I did have one where I got points for hitting it off of the, the person in the little cart uh, and into the green thing. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And another thing I'm proud of, I direct hit the flag in the middle of one of the targets and it just bounced down into it. Completely unintentional. But yeah. Have I ever told you about the time I hit the flag stick from on a par or on a, like a par three? It would have been a hole in one, but I hit the flag stick and it bounced back. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I've gotten really, I've been within inches of a hole in one, but I've never gotten one. Dang. Yep. Hole in one. You want to talk about a sports accomplishment, a hole-in-one is a very hard one to get. Yeah. Um, Like, I do not doubt that there are things equally hard to do, but a hole-in-one on a par th- on a good par three is extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, Topgolf, I love Topgolf. It is worth it. Go play Topgolf if you haven't already. Yeah, I love Topgolf. And that was the Texas trip, pretty much. And pretty much. Um. Okay, let's do food. So we talked about In-N-Out at the beginning. Whataburger was... I've been impressed with my Whataburger overall. It was. Not, I've had better oh, really Whataburger. I really I, liked mine, but it took them 20 minutes to bring it out, so... Yeah, and I, I was not very hungry when we ate Whataburger, so that didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, The night before that, though, we went um to a whole... I think it was called the Smoke Shack. Yeah. It was barbecue, um, really good barbecue, really good Texas brisket, some really good fries. Um, I really liked that. What about you? Oh, yeah, I liked it. I had brisket grilled cheese, and I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. It was all good. And then our final meal in Texas, we went to In-N-Out for breakfast because that is what we wanted. And it was great, as usual. Mm-hmm. So... Real quick recap. How many credits are you up to now after that trip? 218. I only got two new credits because Journey to Atlantis was closed. But I got Stingray and the Kitty Coaster at Fiesta, Texas. Okay. And I'm up to 277. I am 23 away from number 300. I'm going to beat Tom. I'm going to beat Tom. I'm not letting him beat me. I think I'm going to beat Tom. Probably true. Um. So, great trip to Texas. Uh, flew back. Long day of flying for me. Um, 
almost missed a flight, then they delayed the flight, then that plane was like 90 degrees on the inside, and it was, had a kid kicking me in the back the entire time while I was trying to watch Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was a good trip. A um, good trip. Gotta shout out, uh, of course, uh, my dad for, you know, joining us on the craziness and putting up with our craziness. Um, again, thanks, James, um, for the fast passes. Shout out to Taylor for telling me about where to go to get pictures of Rattler on the wall. Um, who else deserves a shout out? There is one shout out that we are basically obligated to do, but we will gladly do anyway. Oh yeah, we have. Well, we have to do that at the end of the show, but yeah. Anyone? Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else Texas related. I mean, shout out to everybody from the stumble because I don't think we would have gone on this trip if that wasn't a thing in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Thank yeah, thank you to everyone. Uh, thank you to the drunk riders for stumble. Um, I'm sad we didn't get to join you. We will see you eventually. We love you guys. Um, anything else with Texas? No, I think that's it. Yep, so we came, we saw him, we took Texas. That is our Texas trip report. So, okay. Next couple weeks, we got some, some we got the first couple guests of season two coming up. We're going to get... Um, Daniel Pacman DP photo or DP photos on Instagram is coming on in the next week or two. And we've also got Bryant from coaster three, six, five coming on to talk about the roller coaster madness that is heating up, uh, which you will probably hear Chris and I talk about every single week until it is over. If you are on Twitter, go vote every single day. This is a super fun tournament to be a part of. You got a bracket. You can pick that's put together by a great guy, a great friend named uh, Brian. Uh, Go, yeah, just go participate in all of this. It's so much fun. And also shout out to Brian for being one of our diamond elite patrons. Thank you for giving us money, Brian. You get a shout out. Yep, so if you want your name read on the show every single week alongside Bryant's, go join our Patreon at the Diamond or Diamond Elite level. There's also a Gold and Platinum level where you get some other benefits like uh, access to a special Discord server, or part of our Discord server, and random stuff in the mail. And of course, if you join by the end of March, you get your very own Twisted Travelers membership card mailed to you. That's right. Yeah. So, am I missing anything? Follow us uh, at Twisted underscore Travelers, I think, on Instagram. And at Twisted Traveler, but the R is a one on Twitter. Uh, My personal on Instagram, at Twisted Travelers. Chris and Jack, you can do your Thrilling Moments. It is at Thrilling Moment on Twitter and Instagram. I'm just the guy with the obnoxious red or obnoxious orange logo and hot takes. Hard to miss. So I got one more thing to say. You ready for this? Hey, Mike. Gal says hi. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers podcast.